Welcome to your favorite DMV sports podcast. We are Wings, Beers, and Tears. Welcome to another episode. It's your three jackasses broadcasting, as we always do, from Montgomery County, Maryland. And as always, I'm joined by the esteemed Jeremy. Esteemed. (laughs) Esteemed. Caught him off guard. And Mr. Jerry Esquire. How are you, sir? Hello, just... Getting ready to watch Boston celebrate another championship like that city needs it. Those jackasses. Those guys, man. They're living it up up there. Um, And I I am Todd. Uh, I am not nearly as upbeat as I normally am because Uh. Memorial Day has come and gone. And with it comes the throes of the summer, which means shit as far as the sports world is concerned. However, we are still hanging on as we have the NBA and NHL finals. Finally, both long tournaments are down to the final two teams. I say we start with the NBA because it's a fucking bore fest. Um, and uh, we just dive right into the, the riveting matchup that is Golden State and Toronto. That is the ratings uh, that you hear. Short, you know, short travel at least. <laughs> no shit. Could it be further apart? And, and could it be two? Now, I know Golden State moves the needle because they're Golden State, but Golden State, Toronto, that cannot be what the NBA wanted, right? Absolutely not. I mean, I I can't name three Raptors, and if one of them's Kawhi and the other one is like Drake. Velasa. I don't know. Maybe Dude, Lowry, Lowry's a household name. Maybe he's just a fan, Drake. Um, he is. He's just a fan. But no, I mean, I saw a stat on ESPN that uh, like 80, 89% of the country is cheering for Toronto. Yes. Because they're so... Uh, they're so exhausted from Golden State. And that is the one thing that they have going for them is whether Milwaukee or Toronto made it, what you had was the antithesis of the league leaders, you know, Golden State back again. Oh, here they are again. Um, but I just think it's going to suck. I don't know. I, I mean, you know, it, Kawhi plays out of his mind. They win a couple games, make it interesting. It will be interesting. If it's a sweep, then it's I couldn't care less. I mean, the only chance they have is every game is like in the 120s, right? Because they got that kid Van Fleet, who just lit it up against Milwaukee, by the way. Where the fuck did that guy come That's from? That's what I was just going to ask. I mean, you figure would have seen him in college. or Is he, <laughs> is he a Euro or something? No, no, I'm pretty sure he he's a college guy. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, boys. Um, <laughs> it's just, we, we've, al- we've already exhausted okay, very, our NBA well knowledge. When, you're, when one of the greatest players in the generation is not playing and they don't need him to win another championship, it's really not that interesting to amazing me. league huh i mean it's if you could lose your best player and nobody seems to care including draymond green who said we don't even need you yeah pretty much um, i think durant knows they don't need him and he's just going to get another ring and sit back and then <clears throat> you know coast off to wherever wherever he's going to go next year now who's the front runner for durant next year is it la they're Clippers, right? Is that what? I, yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I that's what I meant. I'm sorry. How, well, how bad is that? That I say L. A. and people one, don't right? assume the Lakers anymore. God, how the it mighty have fallen. And, uh, there was another player tied to him that sounds good, but it it is so. And I mean, I just I, I loathe I'm the quiet, NBA. I, I loathe the NBA because it seems like you know at least when you had 
Jordan and Bird and Magic. There was the the thought of them joining the same team was not even it wouldn't even cross anybody's mind. No, it wasn't cool at all, right? And now it's like you're having these super teams. And it really is. That means at the beginning of every year, there's four teams that can win the championship, and everybody's just playing. Pretty much, you know. And Pretty it, much. It, and now with Golden State, honestly, it's Golden State versus everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I knew from the beginning of the playoffs that Golden State was going to win the championship. So as soon as LeBron decided to leave the East, it became pretty much just who's going to play second fiddle to whomever gets Golden State in the finals. And that's where we are right now. Right. Um, And I actually watched a little of that Milwaukee-Toronto series um, just because there's nothing on, as I alluded to earlier. Um, It was really shitty basketball. I mean, Milwaukee's got some star power. Toronto has some star power. Guys are missing open shots left and right. It looked like a a very average uh, NCAA game, and that's not what the NBA is supposed to be. No, and I I know I'm not an NBA guy, so my analysis means absolutely nothing. But join the club. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the right company, I guess. For that. <laughs> Seriously, but I just don't understand how guys at the top of their sport, and they obviously are all elite athletes, elite players. And they still will have, I mean, what do we complain about with our Terps? Well, a five or eight minute stretch where they just flat out suck. Mm-hmm. I get that for college kids. How right. do NBA players do that? When it's a whole team of all-stars and they can't score for five minutes, it doesn't make any sense. That's pathetic. I mean, I the reason I've never been attracted to the NBA is because it just seems so boring. Because they used to, I used to, like when Tim Duncan and the Spurs would play, they never made mistakes. It was like... Automatic. There was like even if they're playing good defense, they're still going to score, and it was just sort of boring watching people rarely miss a three pointer. There's not a lot of excitement. I just never got into yeah. it. Four Eba- seconds left in the shot clock. Ginobili drives or Parker drives, scores or kicks it out, and they win every game, ninety five to eighty five. And right. I mean, I loved Michael yeah. Jordan. Uh, he was amazing to watch. Um, but well, no, Jerry, you made the point. Like back in the day, even when the the, the NBA. It was still not high on my list, but I would still tune in because it was riveting seeing these rivalries and these opposing teams go at it. Now the opposing teams are trying to join forces. And, right. it, 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 and like you said, it becomes such a top-heavy league that it's just so anticlimactic. And, and who gives a shit? I mean, I remember the only time I was remotely interested in the NBA in terms of thinking about it when it wasn't like during the season was when Maryland, uh, when Len Bias was there, and they got he got drafted by the Celtics, and I remember my, telling my dad, "Now I can cheer for the Celtics," and it, because Lenny was going there, you had like, to go there. It, it well, that was a, that was a short-lived yeah. Celtics fandom, wasn't it? <laughs> that was uh, so. so we're then, we're gonna go ahead and transition before I start crying oh <laughs> over Len Bias. I was watching Family Ties. <laughs> Of course I you were. It was a very ties. emotional episode. Alex if, P. Keaton did yeah. something emotional, and, and and you shed a tear. I'm it sure. It said Len Bias dies of heart attack, and I'm like. I couldn't believe what I was saying. I was like oh, a kid. You know? Son of a awful, bitch. Awful. Well, let's transition from the god-awful Sorry, NBA, and let's move our attention <laughs> to uh, something that's a little bit more in our wheelhouse, and as far as we are concerned, uh, is hell of a lot more exciting than the NBA, and that's the NHL Stanley Cup playoff finals, baby. Are the caps in it? They are not. Uh, and if they were, would Kuznetsov have been caught in a room with a bunch of blow? That's my uh, boy, who, dude. Who knows? He is, I, I will, uh, I will say... He is innocent till proven guilty, and he'll never be proven anything. So he's innocent. It is. It is terrible that I thought this. That so I saw some of the images that are going around the internet and everything, and I'm and, and I'm thinking to myself, 
where was his love for this kind of like <laughs> lifestyle during the playoff series? Because he looked like dead man walking during the playoff series. Right now he's out hookers and blow and, and shit is good. Like, come on, dude, where's assume, that lifestyle? I assume between periods, Ovechkin does blow. I mean, I just I, I assume it. So the smelling salt packet is yeah. actually blow. <laughs> it doesn't offend me. I think he's drinking vodka, smoking cigarettes, like in between the no, second, third. Dips, but yeah, anyway. I don't. I, I mean. This story is a non-story. Complete non-story. If this happened any time where there was something else to talk about, nobody would talk yeah, about well, it. Also, didn't this happen a day or two after the cup win last year? Yes. Wasn't that when the video was from? Correct. A, that's when the video was from. And B, and I'm going to th- throw this out there. This might be an unpopular opinion. but so yeah, Probably. The NHL is a lot like international soccer, as far as I'm concerned. It's an international game. It's not born and bred in the United States. So it's in Europe, it's in Russia, which I know is part of Europe. Um, <clears throat> it is played elsewhere, and that's where it starts. You know, the NHL. It's not in Africa? Russia's not in Africa? Russia's not in Africa. Okay. Soccer, however, is in Africa. My point being, it's a world sport. Right. And here in the States, we're so isolated from activities and scenes like we see, and we go, oh my God, I never. It's like, shut the fuck up. You know, you're exposed to this kind of shit, and around the world this is not like uncommon behavior for elite level athletes or politicians or superstars to whatever it might be correct and as far as i'm concerned there's absolutely no evidence that he's doing blow if he was my personal opinion is i don't give a fuck as long as he tests positive however you know as far as common knowledge goes who really cares if he's in the room and people are partying i i, I personally don't care I don't care at all. Shit, um, it is a popular opinion. Sweet. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I don't care. I, I don't. You know, I don't want my family members doing it. I don't do it. I've never done it. Um, but do I care if a stranger that plays a sport? Uh, like I told you guys, my theory on sports is these guys are entertainers. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they are bad people. I don't care if and this goes for. West Virginia, you know, the guys that play West Virginia. I don't care. If they would good. never be caught in a room looking like that, Jerry. Pac-Man Jones was innocent every time. <laughs> would never have a chick that hot passed out in the room. I don't care if the, if the if the – She'd be play- passed out. Just well, let, passed out, yeah, let the record state. If the players on that the teams I cheer for are bad people, let the record state, I don't care. Um, that's not my problem. I don't know them. I'm never going to know them. They're not my friends. They're never going to be my friends. It doesn't bother me one bit or one way or the other. They perform something that brings me enjoyment, and I don't care about them off the court. So could not agree more. Be be at your peak performance. Be prepared, and if that means that on the periphery you're doing some things that are otherwise, um, you know, not accepted as far as our culture goes, so be it. You know, that's why Pittsburgh Steeler and Dallas Cowboy fans are the worst people in the world, because not only are their players the best players in the world, but they're also outstanding human beings. Like if you talk to a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, Ben Roethlisberger is one of the nicest people in the world, despite the fact that he's had multiple civil settlements for sexual assaults with girls. Is that is that true? Yes, <laughs> exactly. And, and I'm like, why do you why else do you pay five hundred grand? To to ladies, you know. Didn't so, you want to throw Hooven's uh, Roethlisberger bobblehead like right against the wall? Yeah, I mean, you know, thankfully for Hooven, he stopped like in Pittsburgh when they when they didn't stand for the the anthem. Oh, that's right, he got all well, pissed no, off. That's why I think Roethlisberger is the greatest person in the world. That's why he is so smart because because <laughs> he would he he uh, he he did not go out for the anthem. 
right? And then, so he was with his teammates in solidarity. He was doing blow instead. <laughs> but then after the game, he said, you know, I think I made a mistake. I should have gone out. So then he, so then people like Hoover are like, see, he knew he made a mistake. And I was like, no, he got it. But he, he appeased the people because he didn't stand for the anthem and then appeased the rest of the people because he said, ah, I probably made a mistake. I should have done it. So it's like Gladiator when they do the thumbs down and he spares his life and then they cheer for him anyway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. I mean, it's, you know, it's all a show, but I love it. Boston just scored, by the way, up one nothing game. So that, that's a perfect segue into the finals here. So. <clears throat> This this finals is uh, very representative of, uh, I think, what we're going to see from the league from here on out. Different teams almost every year in the finals. Um, St. Louis and Boston aren't your household names, per se, but they both have star power. They're both built the right way, and this it's is why... 49 years since they played in the finals time. <laughs> um, and these guys have... <clears throat> they have pedigree, um, and this is why it's the hardest tournament in the world to win because it is such a complete grind. The best of seven series, four series in a row, potential 28 games with teams that are so narrowly matched. It's brutal, man. Um, and, and the difference for me, and I say it every year going into the playoffs, what is number one? Goaltending, right? So Rask, his save percentage is just off the chart. The only thing that you can rival it with in, in current memory is uh, quick from LA and quick almost single-handedly took them to two titles and Rask not single-handedly because this team is complete I I will vouch for Boston but Rask is playing out of his freaking mind right now I agree I mean you know they they are solid on all the I mean Zdeno Chara is getting like the Ovechkin love even though I think he's won a cup before it's not the same but I mean this is sort of his I think swan song dude he's fucking 41 years old 42 years old so I mean he's like the old man on the ice everybody's like giving him rocking chairs and stuff Um, but (laughs) even the opponents opponents, (laughs) they're helping him up it's like yeah it's amazing he's still playing (laughs) Uh, but you're right I mean I think I think Boston's gonna handle uh, I think they're gonna end up winning the series they're the one team who if they would have beaten the Caps even if the Caps played their best you're like, all right, I can see that. Could not agree more. You know, so there's no disappointment there. They no, they're, they're the most complete team in the whole tournament remaining. And at the beginning, I would have said Tampa. Could but you, you guys remember how good Tampa Bay was Oh, this year? my God, they're how so did good. They not win? And this is why I hate to be the guy that's like... Soft. Yeah, but seriously, though, watch the games. Get away from the analytics for just a second because I'm an analytics guy first because I think it tells the tale. But in the playoffs, it's one series. It's... You know, it's a very small sample compared to what you've done the whole year to build up to it. And Boston was built for this shit. And if we go back to our very first pod, I did say Boston is a nightmare matchup for Tampa. Now, they never played each other, but I maintain that series would have been Tampa's downfall. Uh, absolutely. I, I never thought Tampa would get past Boston. Of course, they'd get to Boston. But um, a close second to me after goaltending when it comes to playoff hockey is physicality. And I'm pretty sure these two teams are the most physical they were the most physical all the way through and that's why they're where they are it just breaks my heart to see these jackasses from boston get to keep winning championships <laughs> they don't even pay their taxes you know half of them are just felons they're just bad people all around the guys on the ice or the guys in the stands either, right? either one either way. parties and shit like that <laughs> i saw i saw something very interesting so there's a quote from barry melrose the last year that pittsburgh won the uh the title he went on his little soapbox on ESPN and he said, this is now the framework of how you build an NHL team. He said, you have to be big 
He goes, because if you're small, you just can't hack it in this league. He said, guys are 6'2", 6'3", they hit and they can score, and that's the framework. So I saw a stat. Boston has nine goals from players that are 6'2", and and bigger, and 38 goals from guys that are 5'11", and smaller. It's because Marshawn's a fucking midget fucker. God, I hate that guy. Wow. So Jeremy went there. Uh, It's Marshawn and Furlat. Not not that he fucks midgets. (laughs) Sorry. Don't don't, don't want to confuse our audience. In any event, the point is, it's a copycat league for a reason, but don't be susceptible to just playing copycat because you have to get the roster that works for you. And Boston is fucking big and tough and strong, and they got those young, small, scrappy guys, and and, and the mix is working well. And as we say this, who knows if St. Louis doesn't run off a couple wins because, you know what, they're built very similarly. I'm cheering for them. I hope they come back, and I hope they win I want it to go. I, I just don't think they're going to do it. No, I agree. I want it to go as long as possible because I love, love, love playoff hockey. I, the Western, you know, you know how I feel about the West. You know, St. Louis is in the West, right, Jerry? Yeah, Western Conference. They might as well be in Russia or Af- Russia, Africa. Um, but they have a goaltender that just came out of nowhere, right? I mean, isn't he, he did. Isn't he kind of like he was average, average, average? And Cinderella is always going to fail, I, I think, after a while. After you, it's almost like in, in any sport, right? The guy comes in, at least in football, the, the quarterback comes in and he's amazing right out of the box. And he's getting good games. And then when they get film on him, it's almost like, okay, now the second time I play you or I've seen enough film on you where I know what you like to do, mm-hmm. now I'm going to stop you. And I assume it's the same way if you if a goaltender – I mean, a goaltender could get hot and just gets hot, right? Right. But maybe if they don't have – if they've never seen him before, the more he plays, the more he gets exposed, his weaknesses are found, and eventually they'll be able to well, capitalize. I mean, film, absolutely. And I've said it in the past, I think, you know, when you play a team seven games in a row, there's you don't you can't hide anything. Right. And uh, this is another little interesting tidbit. You know, was it, was, I don't know if it was last season or the season before, he was playing for Providence. Correct. That was last season. Yeah. yeah. Because it was just a year ago. Blues, I don't think they had an AHL team. So their AHL team got absorbed in the Vegas yes, expansion. Exactly. So he actually went to Providence, which is part of the Boston organization. So wow. the rumor is the Boston they scouts and everything, they, they've got a ton of film and, and breakdown on them. Right. Well, that makes sense. He's been great. I still maintain St. Louis just isn't strong enough in their top six to go toe-to-toe with Boston. Yeah. Bottom line. Very true. And you know, if they can keep possession with their bottom six, they'll, they'll be able to hang. But... You know, I I think I would have said Boston and six before the series. That might be too many games now, but I'm that's what I'm thinking. So let's turn our attention in part two to the NFL and the Washington Redskins. We have some great tidbits from today's press conference. See you in part two. <laughs> 